FM Breakfast Show with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. For listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning, and we are welcoming you all to the breakfast show. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? I am thankful that I got to have an amazing long weekend, Lyle. I did all I, kinds I will of things. compete you for your. I will compete with you for your long weekend. Okay, I will compete so, with you for amazingness. So on Saturday, yes, I preached Sabbath. at church. Yes, and it was great. Praise God! And ate food, and it was awesome. Did you have uh, breakfast at church or just lunch? Just just lunch. I don't. So I preached at church <sighs> and I ate food and I had breakfast at church and I had lunch at church. I don't. I don't eat before I preach. That how's that a problem? Anyways, and then afterwards, I got in the car and I drove up to my uncle's farm and we went up there and had an amazing time hanging out around the campfire, witnessing the miracle of life. One of the cows gave birth, which was awesome. I was actually, I was like ready to go. I had like gloves and everything. I was going to pull that thing out because usually they need help. But unfortunately, so we saw the, the cow, you know, go into labor, but then it wouldn't push it out. It was kind of shy. And then it was like, okay, like uh, the... My uh, auntie, she was like, all right, I'll wake you up in the middle of the night if it's, like, ready to come out. And I was like, okay. But then she walked out into the field, and it had already come out. There you go. And the, the calf and the cow, they're just laying there, chilling, doing their thing. Luckily, yep. didn't die, which is lucky. Uh, and, yeah, we hung out around the campfire and rode motorbikes. It was a great weekend. That's awesome. You had, you had an amazing weekend. Yeah. So, let me see if I can compete with this. I preach at church. Oh, I'm right out of time. No, no, okay, no. I'm going to get some more time. Okay, so it's I preach at church. I had breakfast at church. I had lunch at church. Then after that, we drove up to a farm. We hung out in an old farmhouse. We sat around a fire. We saw the miracle of life. Miracle the of end of life and uh, <laughs> various things. And just had a great time out in the bush. It was absolutely oh, amazing. How good's the bush, dude? It is. Getting it out is. of the sea, going to the bush. What a, just, what a great time. It was a tonic. That's amazing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're about to launch into our quiz, and Lawson's going to bring us the first quiz question of the day. All right, the first quiz questions of the day. Jesus points out that no one places this object under a bushel. What is it? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you can go into the draw to win this week's prize. Now, this week's prize is two different books. One oh, is called... yes. This is cool. Yeah, cool books. One is called A Thousand Shall Fall. The other is called... This is interesting. No Heil Hitler. Both of them come from the same period of history, and both of them are biographies and stories about incredibly faithful men who are a part of Germany. Nazi Germany. Nazi, Nazi Germany. Germany. This is Second World War stuff. Yep. In World War II, they are a part of Nazi Germany, and they stood for their faith, and as a result, did amazing things. Now, I don't want to... God bless them beyond imagination. 100%. I don't know if I want to just get into their stories, because that's kind of spoilers. You need to read these books. These are incredible. But 0491-064-669, again, that question was, Jesus points out that no one places this object under a bushel. What is it? Now, if you give us a call or a text and answer the question correctly... You will go into the draw. If you want the terms and conditions for the draw, head to our website, uh, faithfm.com.au, and you will learn all that you need about entering the quiz or whatever it may be. But all you need to really know is you just got to call us and tell us the answer, and your name will go into the draw. 
and it will be drawn at the end of the week. 0491-064-669. All right, Lawson, let's have some positively different news this morning. Okay, positively different news. I'm going to talk about probably the positive, most positive beings that exist. Dogs? Yeah, dogs. Yes. Yep, there we go. There we go. How good are dogs? <laughs> dogs How are good are dogs? So uh, on this camping, you know, staying up at my uncle's farm trip that we did, well, he's actually not my uncle. He's my cousin, but he's... My he's my cousin. That's my dad's age. So it's kind of my my dad. He's kind of like your uncle. Yeah, that's right. My dad has ten brothers and sisters, and oh. he's the second youngest. Wow, this is a big family. And Paul, my uncle, he's like the the son of like one of the elder, you know, brothers brothers of my dad. So he's like the same age as my dad. But anyways, um, they had a dog. It was a Rottweiler, and it was called Ebony because it was a big black Rottweiler. Rottweiler, and it was just the cutest thing ever. It just got around. It was super fat and cool. It was. I, they've always had Rottweilers. I remember being like three, and they had a Rottweiler, and because I haven't seen them in a while, like not since I was three, but since maybe you know, I probably see them like once a year out and about or something like that. I was like, is this the same dog? I'm like, no, that's impossible. It's been like twenty years. <laughs> uh, but they had this really cute Rottweiler that just followed you around, and you could had a big dopey smile on its face the whole right. time. And, and you fed it food and it lived, it just loved its life. It was awesome. Uh, but there's some res- research that's been done on dogs from Azu- Azabu University in Japan. And it's they're, they're trying to figure out why it is that dogs are so, firstly, stressless. They're just chilling. And secondly, why it is that they're so attached to humans, like, and they find so much comfort in spending time with humans and how dogs have developed that way versus, you know, because dog or pretty much all dogs are descendants from wolves. Yes. And wolves are very much like pack animals. That's right. That stay with their kind and they don't exhibit that same attachment to humans. No, not at all. And so how is Even that Even when they're domesticated, developed? they don't have the same attachment to a human that a dog does. That's right. And in fact, that's what they saw in their research. So they got a, you know different breeds of dogs. They got some Siberian huskies that kind of represented the wolf side. On the other side, they had Mastiffs and Jack, Jack Russell Terriers, all of these kinds of different dogs. And they, they sat them down and they did tests with them of spending time with with humans and then they would take blood samples as they did it and they found that the difference between the more wolf-like dogs and the less wolf-like dogs and why the more wolf-like dogs were less attached and the less wolf-like dogs the more domesticated dogs are the more you know non-classical wolf or you know the ones that have just been breeded into their specific type, uh, they found that the difference between them was a gene, uh, a receptor called melanocortin-2 receptor. Okay. They found that there was a difference in this. And what the difference is, is that this receptor for the less wolf-like dogs creates more cortisol. Okay. Do you know what cortisol is? No. Cortisol is a very, very important. uh, What's the word for it? That's a drug. It's no, it's not a drug. It's hormone. 
It's a hormone. That's it's a right. drug. That's a drug. It's a very, very important hormone it's that we as humans have and dogs have as well. And it's essentially, it's called the stress hormone. So as a human, like when you get stressed out of, about something, your adrenal gland will create cortisol to try and calm you down. And when it creates cortisol, there's a couple of different effects. One is that it calms you down. The second one is that you like store weight rapidly because your body is like, oh, we need to like, fix ourselves we need to make sure that we're not going to die uh, because like the the programming in our body is like that that cortisol kicks in when you're in, in incredibly stressful life-threatening situations but because we're not often in life-threatening situations but we're stressed out then it just turns that on anyway turns it on and we get fat because we get we're, fat. Not, we're not exercising we don't need that extra fat, yeah. but the body's like, you're stressed, so yeah. That's right, that's right. Now, the same thing happens in dogs, but actually for the better. The fact that this, this gene turns on more so in the dogs, in the uh, less wolf-like dogs, uh, means that it's less stressed, uh, but also just more attached to its own. And that's why a lot of domesticated, happy dogs, you know, if you just keep feeding them and you don't let them run around, they just get fat. You've actually got to be careful with dogs. It's not healthy for dogs to get fat in the same way it's not healthy for humans to get fat. That's right. And if you've got a fat dog, then get that thing out, exercise it, and feed it less. That's right. Well, this is the thing because uh, there isn't like – you can't have a domesticated, non-wolf-like dog – that will not get fat from just doing nothing and feeding it because the cortisol is just pumping because of this receptor, which means it's very good because then they're just lovely and funny and awesome and you get to spend time with them and love on them. But it also means that just in the same way as, you know, when cortisol kicks in for us, we need to eat less and do exercise, dogs need to do the same. So, and also that's important because if you want your dog to love you and live a long life, then that's what you need to do. So, yeah, as, as you said, Lyle, get your dogs out there, get them exercising, doing their thing, and they will just be the happiest, most loving dog alive. They'll be pumping that cortisol out, eating food, but then also you can spend time with them. Yes, it's interesting. The research indicates that dogs get more benefit from social interaction with humans than they do with other dogs. That's right. We often look at dogs and think, oh, my dog's lonely. He needs to have other dogs around. Actually, he needs to spend more time with his humans. 100%. Now, he'd be happy with other dogs around, but he would be more happy with his humans around. And they're the only creature on earth that exhibits that particular trait. And that's because the ones that the dogs that have gone down that path of, you know, moving further and further away from the uh, from your traditional yeah, he, wolf, it's because it's producing that cortisol as a result of spending time with humans. Don't you find it bizarre that chihuahuas come from wolves? Don't all dogs come from wolves? All dogs come from wolves. But a chihuahuas just they're just a they're just I, a I don't dog know they're just like little itty bitty pieces of fluff with big eyes and it's like how does that ever come from a wolf but it does oh, i forget what the dogs i think it's called a tuckane or something and it's it's not a dog it's a raccoon but it's from japan and they call it the raccoon dog and it's this big fluffy raccoon that also looks like a dog it's kind of like halfway through it's not technically a canine but they're like the funniest looking thing you've ever seen look up raccoon dog on google if you if you want to well, see well we had dog. we had possums on the weekend and they were just awesome their names is mickey and sylvie and they are the cutest creatures on the planet and mm-hmm. i would love to have a pet possum that is wild Except they would probably keep me up all night because all i've known about possums is that they're kind of like pests they're cute that they just make they got big noises eyes and, and- 
They look super curious. I just remember being a kid and possums jump. We had like trees that kind of hang, hung over our house. And jump on the roof and jump on the roof and running around. And it would be funny. And people would come and stay at our house that have never experienced that before. And they're like, what is that? What is on the roof? Like I'd, I'd have friends stay over when I was like eight and they can hear something running on the roof and they're like, Lawson, Lawson. I'm like asleep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just the possums. It's just the cute possums hanging out. Yeah, so uh, doing their possum thing, hanging out in the trees, just making the world a better place. Not a good, not good to have them in New Zealand. They need to be eradicated from uh-huh. New Zealand. They mm-hmm. don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some areas, they do overpopulate, uh-huh. particularly in Tasmania. The brush tail overpopulates, which puts pressure on the ringtail, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally speaking, they are the sweetest creatures. I have a soft spot in my heart for possums. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're about to get into some more serious news. Before we do, uh, Lawson is going to bring you another question for the quiz. That's right. Jesus says that a person who leads a child astray should have what placed around their neck? Wow. Very, very heavy. 0491. Oh, oh, that's kind of, it's a heavy clue and the answer's kind of heavy too. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, you can go in the draw to win No Harl Hitler and A Thousand Shall Fall. Amazing stories, amazing biographies, testimonies about people who stood up for their faith during World War II against the Nazi regime. So again, that number is 0491-064-669. And that clue again was, Jesus said, a person who leads a child astray should have what placed around their neck? 0491-064-669. Okay, so Braden says, in my experience, weight decreases when I am stressed. Though that is because I can't eat. Definitely not an advised way to decrease your, an advisable way to decrease yeah. your body weight. Yes, Braden, this is true. There are those who lose weight when they're stressed. Mm. Uh, I probably fit into that category as well. Mm-hmm. Then Margie says, do you guys know that dogs are the only animals which would prefer human company than their own type? That is because their name is spelt backwards. Spelt backwards is God. I don't know if it's because of that. I don't know if it's because of that, but, but, I, find but that I know that that exists. That's, that's, that's an interesting, interesting uh, observation. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Hope it's not too cold for you all this morning. How cold was it your place? We had a massive frost this morning. It wasn't a frost. I live too close to the yeah, you're too to close the to lake. The ocean. But yeah. I literally, I'm like 50 meters from the lake. Yes, 100. You will most. never get a frost. But at the same time, it was cold, and yes. you know, I just scraped my windscreen. I like. Turn the sh- I like hype myself up to get out of the shower. I'm like, I like breathe in. I'm like, Three, <laughs> two, one, and then shut the shower off and like run up to my room. It's yeah. Okay, Anyways. for the last ten years, every morning I take my dog for a walk, a double blessing as we get fresh air, sunshine, exercise, and a special bond together. What a great way That's to start awesome. the day. Plus, I listen to a sermon on our, on our way. God is good. That's so this like that's like you get nature, you get the Bible, you get your dog, you get sunshine, you get fresh air, you get that, exercise. There's no there is, drawbacks. There is no drawbacks. And I bet to you that. come that back after and have an amazing meal, like a great yes. breakfast. Yes, absolutely. All right, so um, let's talk about more serious news. This is kind of a positive news story in some ways, but a very sad news story uh, from the past. Mm. Uh, back in 1981, Tina, who was 17, and her husband Harold who was 21, uh, Cluze was their last name, disappeared. Sorry, back in 1980 they disappeared. Wow. Now, they had joined a religious group 
that sort of shunned having possessions. They were nomadic. Uh-huh. Uh, they lived in the United States. They didn't have animal products. They didn't wear leather or anything like that. So it's one of these kind of fairly full-on religious groups. Uh, at one particular point in you know, this December 1980 or maybe January, they don't exactly remember, their family got a phone call from a woman who called herself Sister Susan mm. and let the family know that they had joined this group and they were cutting all family ties and they were returning their family, returning their car and uh, because they didn't have worldly possessions anymore and mm. they wanted money for the car because they didn't have worldly possessions anymore. Yeah, uh, yikes. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, sometime later in 1981, they were both murdered. Oof. Uh, their bodies were found when a dog came running home with a human arm in its mouth Oof. and they were in thick bushland in Florida and it became a cold case. Mm. What, did, what they did find out was that the woman had given birth, that Tina had actually given birth, and they never found the body of a baby. And mm. the whole family, of course, they mourned for Tina and Harold, but they all wondered, well, what happened to the baby? Mm. Uh, became one of those you know, big mysteries that just sort of lasts for a very long time and leaves a big hole in a lot of people's hearts. Until this last week when, through the use of DNA, the baby was found. Get lost. She's now 42 years old. Wow. And what had happened was uh, two women had turned up at a church. They were barefoot. They were wearing white robes. They had a baby. They handed this baby to the church members and walked away and were never seen again. Nobody knew who the baby was. Nobody knew what the baby's name was. Nobody knew where the baby came from. The baby was raised by foster parents. And, of course, she had no idea who her family was or where she had come from. She just, you know, just just grew up with foster parents. And, and with that big mystery hanging over her head and DNA has now solved it. She has been reunited with her biological family. She's getting, she's got to meet her grandmother and, of course, you know, all the cousins and so forth. And so, yeah, a very happy ending to a very, very awful and tragic story. Do they know who murdered them? No, this is part of the cold case that is still an open case and hopefully they will be able to solve that and actually find out what on earth happened here, Mm. what went so terribly, terribly wrong and how did these two, this this young couple end up being dead. Mm. So a very tragic story but with definitely a very strong silver lining. Uh, Heading down to Copacabana in Rio de Janeiro. Have you been to to uh, Brazil? I've never been to South America. You've never been to South America. That's the only continent I haven't been to. Well, I've been to I've been to Rio de Janeiro. Uh I've stayed on Copacabana Beach. Oh wow! And I have to say this: Australia has the greatest beaches anywhere in the world. Uh We have in Sydney and Hobart probably the two most beautiful harbors anywhere in the world. Uh huh. Agree. Alongside Rio. Uh huh. Which is absolutely spectacular harbour and spectacular beaches. Mm. I just have to say that. And so down there at Copacabana Beach, Franklin Graham just held an evangelistic crusade right there on the beach. Uh-huh. This is 50 years after his father, Billy Graham, held a crusade on exactly the same beach. 68,000 people attended. It's a big beach. Wow. And like really wide sand. Like uh-huh. it's not a narrow strip of sand. It's very, very wide sand. There's a huge amount of sand on Copacabana Beach. And so you can fit that many people there. And thousands of people made commitments to Jesus Christ. So we need wow. to pray for these people that awesome. have newly made a commitment to Jesus Christ. Rio is a city that is violent. Mm. Uh, it has 
Flavellas, large areas of flavellas where crime just runs rampant. Mm. There's a lot of poverty there. Mm. And so we really need to pray for these people that they will stay strong in their decision to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Of course, this comes just after Franklin Graham has done his UK tour. He just finished a tour through the UK. Very, very contentious tour there. Yeah, they, controversial. They, there was uh, lots of legal cases to try and keep him out of the UK. Lots of people trying to stop him from being able to preach or to speak or anything like that. Mm. You know, cancel culture running wild and shutting down free speech. He'll be going back to London uh, where he'll be preaching at the London Excel Centre as soon as he finishes at Copacabana mm. uh, with musicians Michael W. Smith and C.C. Winans. So something else to pray for. It is always good to see people give their lives to Jesus Christ. Mm. And we need to pray for every person who makes that commitment, makes that surrender to give their lives to Jesus Christ. Mm. Our final story heads across to India, and of course India has a ruling Hindu party which is very nationalistic and very Hindu, and we often hear about the persecution that takes place against Christians. It's not officially sanctioned by the Hindu government of India, but because of the stance that they take and the positions they take and the fact that a lot of the Hindu police force doesn't see that there will be any repercussions if they persecute Christians. There are a lot of persecutions against Mm. Christians, but against Muslims as well. Yeah. We've got to remember that the Muslim population, which is 13% of India, was several years ago, we need to not forget, was it two or three years ago, was made stateless. Mm. In other words, they weren't given passports. Wow. And so there was about 2 million Muslims that were made stateless as a result of this Hindu nationalist party. And so once again, it's kind of signaled to the Indian community it's open season on Muslims or Christians or people of other faiths other mm. than other than Hindu. Uh, the government has very, very plainly said that, you know, this is a Hindu nation. Mm. Two members of the ruling party uh, over the last week or so made a couple of statements in which they insulted Muhammad. And, of course, within you know Islamic circles, that's something that you know Muslim people take very, very seriously. It has resulted in protests right across India by Muslims that has left so far two people dead and 30 people injured. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that Iran, Kuwait and Qatar all pulled their diplomats out of India. These are major trading partners. And so those two members of the uh, party who made those statements have been expelled from the party. And the Muslims have now come forward. The Muslim clerics have now come forward and called for peace. Let's bring an end to this. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're about to go to our interview of the day. Before we do, we have another clue for our quiz. That's right. The next clue for the quiz The words chief among the publicans describes which of the following biblical figures? So, which biblical figure? Uh, If you know who the answer is, I think this question was copied from a multiple choice, but 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Again, that clue was the words chief among the publicans describes which biblical figure if you know you can give us a call 0491-064-669 and go into the draw to win a thousand shall fall and no Heil hitler i'll give you some more information about that a little bit 
later in the show. But if you answer correctly, you give us a call, you get your correct answer in, then you'll go into the draw and that draw will be drawn on Friday. So, guys, be ready. 0491-064-669. Well, joining us on the phone this morning to talk about good health is Aaron Keegan. Aaron, welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? We're oh, doing just fantastic. Yes. Just living our best lives. You know, healthy, <laughs> well-rested, yeah, happy, all those things. <laughs> well, Lawson and I both had a great long weekend, in, in case you haven't guessed, but that was that, that's oh, all good. Sorry. I'm so glad to hear. What did you get up to in a nutshell? Uh, we went out the bush. We went camping. We hung out around fires. We got lots of exercise, fresh air, sunshine, everything the bush has to offer. That's so good. We went to the Gosford Farmer's Markets and just bought fruit and veg straight from the grower. And then we went for a big bike ride with our folks around the lake. It was just awesome to be out and about. Really good for the soul. So here in the Newcastle region, of course, we have had a magnificent weekend weather-wise, so it was a good opportunity Mm. to get out and about. Erin, we're talking about good health this morning, and I'm wondering uh, for you, because we've spoken to you before here on Faith FM, but I'm just wondering what got you started on a health journey? Yeah, always a passion and interest of mine. So all through school, in fact, now I'm a nursing lecturer at Avondale University. But growing up, I was keen to see what the best version of myself looked like, um, as well as doing that for my patients in nursing. And and one day, you know, I'm, I'm not a parent yet. We got married last year. But I was always interested to – thank you very much. Always interested to see how could I best feed my, you know, my husband and one day my kids food that would actually help them to thrive at school and do really well at their jobs um, and not make them sluggish and, you know, housebound with disease and things like that. So it really came from um, wanting to see, yeah, how to best best do life. Um, And then also understanding too that, you know, in the Bible it talks about our body being a temple of the Holy Spirit. So where where is somewhere that God would want to live? Like what would his house look like um, for him to be comfortable there? So it was, yeah, a longstanding passion and interest. And now I have the privilege of teaching the next generation that's coming through um, how to pass that on to their patients. But also we know that when nurses do not look after their own bodies, and there's a host of reasons, you know, doing shift work and overtime and the stress and all that kind of thing that when we don't embody what health looks like, our patients are much, much less likely to listen to the health advice that we give them. And there's been a lot of research done into, um, you know, health practitioners that perhaps don't look like the epitome of health, how much that affects their, um, their ability to promote health to their patients. So interesting yeah. research in that area. That's amazing. Now, of course, uh, Faith FM is sponsored by the Adventist Church. The headquarters of the Adventist Church, uh, for those who might not be aware, is called the General Conference uh, based mm. in the United States. And once every five years, we all kind of get together as a world church. We have a session. We make all kinds of decisions. We've got one of those happening at the moment. Uh, has our church done anything officially as far as health goes? So the, the general conference session, I had the privilege of being on this last week. In fact, it, because of the time difference and there were some traveling and non-traveling um, delegates who were attending. So I was doing it on the Australian time zone. Um, and one of the big drives that we saw coming through was this mission focus. And there's a beautiful quote that um, Christian commentator Ellen White 
wrote and she said, medical missionary work is the right hand of the gospel. As the right hand of the third angel's message, God's methods of treating disease will open doors for the entrance of present truth. And so if we want to be mission focused as a church, we know that um, a great way of uh, you know, people are so interested in health. You don't. You don't even have to be religious to be interested in health. There's a swarm of um, cafes around. You know that are, are claiming all sorts of um, all those health buzzwords that are out in the moment, and they've got no religious affiliation. And particularly on the back of COVID, there's been this massive focus in how can I prevent myself from living a life of disease and illness. And so, as an Adventist church, we know that the Bible has so much to say about this. And in fact, people are willing to um, invest huge amounts of money into their own health. Um, I've got the privilege in a couple of weeks' time, my husband and I are actually um, starting to work at Cedarvale Health Retreat, which is one of the health retreats that um, that the Adventist Church runs. There's one down in Kangaroo Valley. We know that we've got the Sozo Health Retreat up here in the um, North New South Wales Conference. And it's just a chance to whole person healing. And um, it's amazing the amount of times that when people are going through one of these, I guess, um, uh, a life-changing experience surrounding health, that they will ask spiritual questions because you just can't negate that when you're looking at the whole person, you've got the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual, the social, all of those elements come into whole person well-being. Yes, absolutely. And this is one of the things I loved about how you started this section, talking about your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that came to my mind was that, you know, when you've got somebody coming over to visit, you often clean up the house. And the more important that person is, the more effort you put into cleaning up your house and making it look nice for them to be there. And imagine what your house would look like if, well, next Tuesday afternoon you had God coming to visit. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. fact is How that your effort. yeah, the fact is your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Would you actually just have garbage laying around all through your house, trash and so yeah. forth, all through your house? If God was coming to visit, you'd clean that up. Mm, mm, absolutely. And I think absolutely. this is, I, I can just see that I can just yeah. see how how our spiritual the, the spiritual connection between health, you know, physical health is is such a powerful connection right here. It's, you know, it's amazing. The same lady we were just speaking about, Ellen White, she's got another quote in, um, in SDN Encyclopedia and it says, a clear mind enables us to understand God's will and a strong body enables us to do it. Let me just say that again. A clear mind enables us to understand God's will and a strong body enables us to do it. And this explains why the devil is out there too take away our health and pollute our minds and distract us. And we know that after, you know, we've had a, a huge lunch and we've gorged on the huge, you know, the dessert table that we feel really sluggish and we, you know, disinterested in learning in the afternoon. It's really hard to sit through afternoon uni lectures when you've had a massive lunch. And um, we know that, you know, alcohol, it, it prevents people from having the correct inhibitions. We've just got... Um, a lot of things that the devil will throw at us so that we can no longer hear God's voice or that we're too sick to do his will in our lives and to spread his gospel. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, so when it comes to health, obviously not everybody's into health and some people find it incredibly hard. Why is that? 
Mm, well, we know that globally, like 80% of chronic diseases are related to preventable lifestyle behaviors. And we know that, um, you know, with, with the demands at work, so I, I remember doing um, a stupid amount of overtime when I was uh, nursing on the wards um, and the associated stress that came with that. I remember being too tired and time poor to exercise. When we're um, under stressful situations, a lot of us will stress eat uncontrollably. Um, and then I remember thinking, you know, I need caffeine to stay awake on all these night shifts. And then I needed, I remember when I was a young person and I thought I needed alcohol to be popular and to have a good night out. Like we're sold these messages from the world. And, you know, in John ten ten in the Bible, um, Jesus himself says that the thief speaking about Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy. So to destroy our health. But I have come, Jesus is speaking, I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. So abundant life doesn't look like illness. It doesn't look like a clouded mind and, and not being able to think clearly and having all the burden of disease that is preventing us from living our best life. So there's a real spiritual undertone to this battle. And I think that we need to appreciate both and to know that, you know, it's it's quite the yo-yo effect when we try and fix our health on our own because we've all done, you know, I'm going to you know, make these fantastic New Year's resolutions and then here we go a week later, if you even last a week and you're back into the same habits. So really needing to understand that there is a spiritual warfare going on, but through God all things are possible. And when you can call the devil out for what he is and have accountability partners that really help you on that journey, you realize that, it is possible when you claim God's promises in those moments of weakness and temptation. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, you know, just one of the things that jumped out at me in what you said there was that 80% of our health problems worldwide, globally, are Mm. preventable. These are lifestyle issues. You know, we could cut out 80% of our disease. I mean, this is a global problem, isn't it? And that, as a nurse, if we want to see our patients out of hospital and not forever sucked into the health system, taking tablets that have more and more side effects, you know, and they're just circulating around that drain, we actually want people to be at home in their communities, working out there with their families. That's where people will best enjoy the quality of life. And so for us as, um, you know, as people in the church, as nurses, as whoever you are, we have a great interest in wanting to keep people well and healthy. And the way that we can do that is through education and teaching people um, some of those you know, tips and tricks um, to be able to make better health decisions. Because the reality is, is that you know, if we're eating breakfast, lunch and dinner, maybe plus snacks, there's at least three times a day that we have opportunities to make better decisions than we did the previous meal, or the previous day. Like God's grace is woven throughout this message in that he gives us the opportunity for our bodies to repair themselves once we start making those better decisions, once we start returning to the diet that he gave us in, you know, in Genesis 1 and 2 in the Garden of Eden. He made mankind to live forever before sin came into the world. So the diet and the lifestyle and the exercise habits that will help us to live forever are found right back there in the blueprint of the Bible. Just if I can use for an example, stopping cigarettes. So this is something that quit smoking has put out that the healing timeline 
if you are quitting cigarettes, within 48 hours, your nerve endings have already started to regenerate and your taste and smell buds and smell um, starts to repair itself. In the months that follow, the coughing reduces, the sinus congestion, the shortness of breath, all of that decreases. After one year of quitting cigarettes, the risk of heart disease is reduced to half of that of a smoker. After five years, your risk of stroke is reduced to someone who has never smoked. And after 10 years, the risk of developing all those smoking-related cancers like lung cancer, mouth cancer, throat cancer decreases by up to 50%. So God has given our bodies a self-healing mechanism that if we would return to his principles that he gave us back in the Garden of Eden, back in the Bible, that our body will start to heal itself. He says, return to me in quietness and comfort will be your strength. I wish modern technology was like that. I wish my car was like that. I wish when my car broke down, it would self-heal itself. <laughs> wouldn't As, that be awesome? Wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, these are, the, these are some of the most incredibly advanced pieces of machinery that we create as human beings, mm. and from the moment we create them, they start to wear out. You know, yeah. the harder I drive my, the harder I exercise my car, the faster it wears out. Whereas the more I exercise my body, the stronger it gets. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, there's got to so be something true. there that, that, that just really illustrates the power of God in creating humans in that we self repair. We get stronger when we, when we work and are active. We yeah. can't, we can't create that kind of stuff ourselves as human beings. Only God can create that. Absolutely. And we, we know that when we burden our immune systems with, you know, all the sugar and oil and salt and lack of sleep and stress and alcohol and cigarettes and caffeinated drinks and lots of sun exposure and all those kind of things, the cells are injured and it produces oxidative stress. But we know that the fruits and vegetables found within a whole food plant-based diet are full of antioxidants, which counteracts that oxidative stress. So God was so generous and so gracious. He knew that we would fall. He knew that temptation would be too hard for us. He knew that we didn't have the strength to do it on our own. So he's provided us with the answer to our own problems. And I just love that he's he's so gracious to do that for us. He's there cheering us on all the way, saying, make a better decision today than you did yesterday. You've got the opportunity to do it. I've provided everything for your needs. I can heal you. I created you. I can heal you. Nothing is too hard for me. Erin Keegan, thank you so much for joining us here on The Breakfast Show this morning. That was Erin Keegan. She's a lecturer in nursing at Avondale University, speaking about good health and the blessings that God gives to us in our bodies and what we can do to live a better and healthier life. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.